Bees might have knees, you don't know that. <gasps> oh, are you serious? What? It is season three, episode 21 of the Whales or Whales pod. Cast, where members, friends, and Cast. family of the Whales or Whales network gather around once a week to talk about things. I am your host, Brian, and joining me today is your actual host, Cameron. Given last week's episode, Cameron, I have made the decision you're now host. Oh, uh, yeah, you could have told me about this before we started recording. Well, I didn't, so Shoot. go ahead and introduce uh, the rest uh, of the uh, uh, Thank you for introducing me, Brian. I appreciate that. Um, uh, Abigail is here, too. How are you today, Abigail? Hi, I'm tired. How are you? Uh, uh, why are you tired? Because I just got finished uh, driving for 12 hours. Well, riding in the car that someone else was driving for 12 hours. Uh, I, either one can be pretty tiring, so I totally get that. Um, yeah. We will talk about that more in a bit, because we also need to introduce Ben. How's it going, Ben? Hey, Cameron, it's good. How are you, man? I'm good. I heard that you are currently um, in where? Virginia Beach? Yeah, so we, like, I left last Friday. Yeah, yeah last I haven't Friday. heard much from you at all, man. Yeah, well, I've been totally gone, and whenever I'm away from my computer, it's very difficult to uh, stay in contact. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so anyway, so we drove up to Ohio, drove over to Kansas City, up to Omaha, Nebraska, down back to Kansas Ooh. City, over to North Carolina, uh, up to Lynchburg, Virginia, over Wait, to... Wait, Nebraska? Yeah, we went to, we took a day trip to Omaha, Nebraska, the Omaha Zoo. I'm trying to, like, isn't Nebraska really far away from Ohio? Uh, sorry, so we drove from Ohio to Kansas City. From oh. Kansas City up to Omaha, Nebraska, which is Dude, only you, like three and a half hours, four hours. You were actually like halfway across the country close to me again. <laughs> yeah, again, yeah. I um, mean, but it would have been a ridiculous drive for me to see you. But still, it's kind of interesting. Right, right. Um, well, um, cool. But anyway, yeah. we... Oh, sorry, but anyway, so we then drove back to Lynchburg, Virginia, and then over to, we're now in Virginia Beach for the rest of this vacation. We're going to end out this vacation uh, tomorrow night. We're going to spend basically all tomorrow on the beach, and then I will be back home and working the last two weeks of my job uh, starting back Tuesday, so I'm excited. Cool. Yeah, I think I think the episode where you explained your job stuff was actually the one that just went up last week because we, we skipped a week or something. So, right. um, so you only have two more weeks with your, your old job and then it's immediately on to, to better horizons. Well, I mean, basically with the two weeks that I gave, with the two weeks that I'm putting in, I actually gave myself a three day weekend, but yeah, so I've got a three day okay. weekend. Uh, nice. Um, cause I have Fridays and Saturdays off. I have my last day of work that Thursday, I have Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and then I start work on Monday. That'd cool. Be nice. Yeah. yeah dude, it's, that's it's, really awesome. You have awesome. a little bit of time to adjust to the new sleep schedule. <laughs> yeah let's hope so that's actually something i really i really really need to think about actually so fun fact i found out that while i'm training i'm actually going to be training during the day so i'll be starting work at 8 15 oh, okay. and so at some point after training i'm going to have to switch to the 2 a.m works works cycle um have you decided actually, exactly what what uh pattern you're going to follow on that i'm, I'm going to try the two the two sleeps because that's what i would prefer um but if i'm not able to do that the backup strat uh, you know, the backup strat that we have, you know, if we're min-maxing this, the backup strat is to go to sleep as soon as I get home, wake up at four, and then be awake from four to two, and then go to go to work. Gotcha. Gotcha. That's that's really exciting, actually, though, Ben, because I, I, I know we've had a lot of discussions about your job, current one, and uh, I'm glad you're finally getting out of that. You know, I, I'm going to actually go back to Brian and be like, hey, Brian, uh, you introduced yourself. But you didn't really give much information about how you are today. So, Brian, I'm going to rewind and say, 
How are you and how's your day been? Well, first of all, Cameron, I want to say you're doing a bang up job with hosting. Good job. Thank you. Also, does anyone else feel like bang up should be a bad thing, yet people use yes, it as a good thing? Yes, I don't thing? know why it's not. I feel like there's a lot of things that are bad things that people use as good things, though. Like what? Really? Like what? Like, uh, like smashing would be a similar one or like... Like smoking? That's so... Uh, like, they'll say stupid stuff like... You're on fire! Yeah! Well, that's not like good. That. <laughs> or, or like rolling in the dough. Rolling no. Is dough no. is really bad. Okay, well, it sounds unpleasant. Think of the literal <laughs> sense of rolling in the I dough. I would like That's to roll in dough. That'd be fun. Yeah, okay, I, I don't think that would be an enjoyable or money. No, that's Not, the thing. Like, I mean, rolling dough. in the dough. Like, if you take it as a little dough. Rolling in the dough would be sick. See, there's another example. Sick. That's <laughs> the one I was looking for. There you go. Or sick, if you're if you're an eighties child, is bad. Yeah, bad. That's so yeah. bad. Yeah, um, there's a lot of things yep. that are like bad, but we use them as the good bees things. Knees. I don't understand. Who would want to? I mean, bees, bees knees don't are have not knees. Good they don't have bees. Bees don't have knees. You don't know that. They they do, no they we don't. Do. You know what? Sure. They really might. I Abigail. <laughs> I'm going to stand fact, by this. Uh, I don't know why. I'm going to stand by I this mean, burning building as it crushes me from above. They might. They don't. They're bees. They're insects. They don't have knees. You know what? Yes. I'm going to well, give you a picture. It depends on the definition of a knee. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. The definition of a knee has a specific... Look at, that. Oh, <laughs> Look at okay. that bee with knees. I'm going to have to bring gross. up the clang, aren't I? Um, oh, gosh. Is she linking things? <laughs> yes. Yeah, you link things in the Discord. Um, oh, gosh. Let me steer this, this ship that's already going off course. Back to um, me? Back to, well, yeah, Brian, you never actually said anything important. So yeah, see, for once, see, look at that. I artfully dodged a question, but I didn't let you forget about my artful <laughs> dodge of your question, Cameron. Wait, I feel like as soon as you sent it to Brian is when it got off track. Oh, my God, that's a gift, that's, too. That's uh, a, I, didn't even, I didn't even realize it was a <laughs> gift when I sent it. This is the worst. So gross. <laughs> Brian, oh, say something gross. useful. This is the worst. All right, say something truthful. <laughs> useful. Useful. Oh, okay. Uh, How, yeah, I'm doing well yes, today. It's good. been a very relaxing day. So something I'm trying to do with Sundays, I know this is a crazy concept that no one has thought <laughs> up before, mm -hmm. but it's taking Sundays off, like making wow. it kind of a one day that I don't I mean, the work. Japanese kind of have a stranglehold on that concept where they do everything for, for uh, Monday through Saturday, and then they just don't do anything on Sunday. I, I feel that's better for me because like... Taking like a full weekend of not doing things, I don't like so much. There's a lot of non-work stuff I like to get done on Saturday. A lot mm -hmm. of other projects and stuff I like to do. Uh, and But I do find it really useful to have a day where I schedule as little as possible on that mm -hmm. day and just kind of let myself live a day like I would have lived when I was younger of just kind of like letting myself find things and do things on my own time. Um, yeah. Rather than over scheduling myself, so which what did I you tend find, to do most other days. What did you just kind of naturally happen upon today? The thing that I really felt like doing was going back to Abduction, which is that game. Oh yeah, by the Mist guys. The Mist people definitely Love thought that you were talking about like the uh, the verb abduction. Like I just I decided to get back worried. into that. Guys, you oh, have you no think faith abduction. in Brian. No, it's abduction with O. Uh, it's not with A, which is actually another verb, but I think it means like peeling uh, back the layers of something. No, it's to steal an oboe. <laughs> oh my god! I'm sorry. I'm done. I'm done. Leave me that alone. Abduction. Oh, that's I'm, the definition terrible. of abduction is it's not a word, so it's not. Anyway, what? you're going. You you're playing abduction. <laughs> I'm confused by camera. Oh well. Anyway. Um, Yes, I was playing Abduction, and it, yeah, I've been getting back into it. I 
think I was either earlier this year or last year that I, uh, late last year that I played it because I played through all the missed games in preparation to play this and I, I played it and then got distracted by other oh, things yeah, and this never is ended very up finishing weird. it. I know, I understand now why you're confused, Brian, because abduction is actually the word. Abduction is a ge geological process in which the edge of a tectonic plate consisting of oceanic crust is thrust over the edge of an adjacent plate consisting of continental crust. So what is right. that game? That game is spelled with an O, right? That's what I was saying is abduction is a different word than abduction. Oh, um, I didn't realize the abduction. O abduction was the, actually the not stealing something. Abduction. Yes, yes, exactly. Weird. I right. don't know English very well, apparently. Uh, it's also the act of drawing or laying over as covering. So it's like something about layers. And so I'm not exactly clear why it's called that yet, but I think it has something to do with like peeling back layers and discovering probably a reason, the hidden yeah. truth at the end. But I'm not at the end, so I don't know it all yet. Um, cool. But I've been getting back into that. And if you've ever played a missed game, there's very much the process of like relearning where you are because it's very... Like coming involved. back to it after a while, you mean? Right, exactly. So yeah, I'm like, okay, I where was that. I? What was I trying to solve here? And I've just been walking through this world, remembering like, oh yeah, I solved that and I solved that and kind of figuring out where things are again. And then also kind of like rereading all the different like journals and materials that are around. And I just, it's been really fun. I've been really piecing together what the world and everything and it means a lot better than last time. And I've been really enjoying that. So I just kind of caught up to where I was again, kind of re-explored all the places I'd gone before. And then and just now you're going to solved... stop playing for another two months. <laughs> I forget I, I everything again. Um, but I, have... I just... Oh, go, yeah, ahead. go ahead. Oh, sure. I just solved the puzzle that I had been stuck on when I stopped. So I came back hey, to it. Hey, that's, that's a good feeling. Relearned everything. And I'm now moving forward. And now I'm stuck again. But <laughs> welcome I'm to, stuck welcome in the way mist. that like... I literally don't know where a puzzle is that I can solve. So, so that's, a, that's an interesting question, actually. Um, yeah. When, and Abigail, I, I apologize. This is probably not going to apply to you as much, this question. But you could answer it if you want. Um, when you guys are playing a game or an interactive medium in general, and you get stuck to the point where you're just like, I literally have no idea what to do. Do you bash your head against the wall for as long as you can until you literally just, you know, you're at your wit's end and you quit? Or do mm -hmm. you just immediately go, I don't really, this is dumb. I'm just going to go look up the answer and <laughs> go to a walkthrough. I have a mix in between those two. Like okay. I played through the portal games. Mm -hmm. um, so that's probably my best example of that. That's but a good I would example. Basically, I would basically keep playing until I was so frustrated that I just kind of wanted to quit and then would look up the answer. Gotcha. So you give then it when your I did all it, first. I would look for like a, a, a walkthrough video and I would only go up to the point where I was stuck. I wouldn't watch the entire level. I would just watch that one part and be like, oh, I need to do this now and try to figure out the rest myself. Yeah, that's actually a smart way of doing it. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Right. It's just like, I'm never, never, never going to get this. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's a really multi-layered question. Um, I think that uh, one, it kind of depends on the game. It depends what I'm looking to get out of the game. Yeah, if I'm playing sure. a game and I'm playing it for the story or I'm playing it for the action and there's anno this annoying puzzle in my way, I'll probably just look it up because I'm like, I don't care about this. This mm -hmm. isn't the process of solving this isn't why I'm doing this thing. Yeah. And so it's literally just an obstacle to me doing why I am doing it. But if this it's thing. a game like The Witness, where the whole right. game is a puzzle, looking up a solution to the puzzle is literally the stupidest idea, unless you're doing it to right. only get an idea of how the rest of the puzzles work. Exactly. I, mm -hmm. um, um, I really enjoyed like the mist. They created a new version of mist that includes like a hint system. In real it. mist. Um, oh, I think it was nice. real mist or one of those, but the hints would be progressive. So it'd be like um, higher taxes, but no, really. 
The hints would be like you look Good at joke. them and they say like, okay, the the first hint they give you is like a really general clue that's like oh, that's very really, I like them obfuscated. That. And then they slowly get more and more obvious until they're like, okay, go here, press this thing and do this. And so you can start by just getting a general nudge in the right direction. Um, that's That and, sounds really nice. Yeah, and then from there yep. you can continue to give yourself more hints as necessary. So I really like something like that. But I typically in a, with a game like this, try to do it as little as possible because mm -hmm. what it does is one once you like look up an answer i feel it creates a slippery slope of looking up answer after answer after yes, answer yes it does um and the other thing is like to me these types of games especially games from the the mist series and those creators are about understanding the world and understanding how it connects and really like learning how to look at a problem and think through it and so allowing yourself the downtime between puzzles to really like go over everything with a fine tooth comb and try to piece things together in your head kind of is the experience so get it be, it's like once you look at being stuck as not um impeding your progress but as being rather most of like what the gameplay is right then yep. it becomes a lot better because that's a huge part of what the witness is also very similar from what i've yeah. heard of it yeah it is absolutely. the experience is being stuck and working through this and the other reason i don't like to do it like if i'm about to quit i'll look it up the reason i wouldn't do that in a game like this is sometimes you solve the answer while away from it like sleeping on it i have done that so many times with the witness the come I, yeah. I get frustrated with the puzzle when i come back and i'm like i take two seconds to kind of regain where i was and i go oh there's the answer you know immediately because it's just right you're, even if you're not actively processing it when you're away from the game you have it kind of in the subconscious of your mind and when you come back a week later it's like oh i see this from a different angle now or something you're in a different yeah, mindset yeah. when i was younger i would actually i would solve them while dreaming oh wow yeah. that 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 was something that i really enjoyed doing waking up the next That's morning so cool. after having the dream and being like okay i actually know what to do now um it didn't happen all the time but i do remember <laughs> yeah. it happening a couple They're times doing it during sleep i mean even if you don't like actively remember a dream apparently like cog if you have a problem in your head and go to sleep your brain still works on it. Yep. It, your, and you your just actually were able to be active. conscious of that factor, which is super cool. Um, um, but yeah, so I like doing that. So I feel like having something else going on is really helpful. So like, not just saying I'm taking a weekend and I'm going to marathon this game. It's like, because then you're going to be frustrated and look stuff up because you have that small window of time. But if you have something else you're doing, like a book you want to read or another game you want to play, you can take breaks during it and keep coming back to it. And that's probably a better way to play through it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, so yeah. And this, it's interesting, actually, because I just did um it's interesting that this topic came up because i just used this strategy yesterday um because mm -hmm. i finished up ori in the blind forest last night right um, which is a Sorry. brilliant game by the way yeah. um in every sense of the word like i don't even like metroidvania type games and that mm -hmm. game is just worlds above i plan to so actually good. i think it's 50 percent off now and just everything about that game makes me want to pick it up you so, you I think really I should also i would it recommend just, yeah. automata but that's a different topic um <laughs> i just the thing that worry is it looks and sounds so beautiful it, it just yeah. seems like a beautiful <sighs> place to spend your time um steven's interview yesterday he released on oc remix with um mm -hmm. the the musician like yeah him yes was very insightful into the music because he recorded it more like a movie score where yeah. it's like instead of just making beautiful music that fits the tone of the game he played the game for a trillion hours and figured out where the music can accentuate oh, specific cool. types in the game but anyways um so there was three parts in ori that i got super 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 stuck and um and each time i looked him up and the reason i looked him up was because the game is about solving the puzzle correct um but each of the three times i got stuck there was a 20 minute period where I was really just trying to figure out where to go next. One of them was I didn't know where to go. One of them was I didn't know how to puzzle fit. And one of them felt like a glitch to me. Um, mm -hmm. And so I looked, the first two I looked up because I was struggling for 20, 30 minutes. And I was just like, you know, I just really want to keep on playing this game. I have fun 99% of the time, except when I'm stuck. So I'm just going to look it up. 
Um, and I would just read a walkthrough and up to the point and say, and then when you go to this place, I'm like, oh, I didn't think about that. The yeah. third, the third time, however, I was standing with, I had, I was holding an orb and the, the purpose of the orb was to drop into a pedestal, which cleared some deadly fog. And I had the orb in my hand and I jumped up on the pedestal and it, it just, it wouldn't go into the, the, the pedestal. It just, I, I dropped it and it would, nothing would happen. And I'd pick it up and I'd be like, okay. And I'd try it from a different angle. And I was just literally like, okay. This shouldn't be a puzzle. This is just uh, this is just me putting an orb on a pedestal. And after about ten minutes of being like, "This is really dumb," I looked it up, and the game was glitching, <laughs> and I had to yep. reload. And so, I, I, if I hadn't looked that up, I would have been sitting there doing nothing for a long, long Where, time. How so else I could I better up. drop this orb? Right, and that's what <laughs> I'm saying. This is not a puzzle. Why can't I do this? And I just reloaded right. my save, and it works. So, not um, looking up answers is kind of an extreme trust in the designers of the game. Because it's like you're trusting them to not obfuscate the solution and also to have built a game that is not broken. So right. like <laughs> the more you can trust a developer of a game, which I think is why the witness works so well, is Jonathan Blow is just such an intelligent designer. Yes. So oh my gosh. Yeah. Because you can trust his intelligence and his uh and how purposefully he does everything, you can really trust his game to be like you can trust it to not have to look stuff up. To not have to go around it. Well, if you're playing a game that's like kind of poorly designed or like you said, buggy or something, it's hard to trust it that much because it's like, wait, what if this is the game's fault and not my fault? Right. And that, that happens more often than not. But uh, another example I can remember is uh, I was playing Outlast and mm -hmm. uh, I was like, there was a box you had to jump on and get into the rafters or something. And I just was like, I was stuck in this room. But there was no boxes that I could jump on. And I was literally just walking around in a square room going, I, there's nothing to do. And I was like, OK, fine, I'll look it up. And sure enough, the box I was supposed to jump on didn't spawn in, and I just was stuck in this stupid room, uh, and I would have been stuck there literally forever if I hadn't looked it up. So there is there is a sense of yep. trust. You're right. That's a really good there point. Was a, there was a game that I actually, on the GameCube, called Star Fox, Star Fox Adventures. I loved it to death, yeah. but I, I put that game... I loved that game. I know it got, I, most people didn't, um, but I got stuck on that game really hard. I got stuck. Like You get arrested. You get put in jail. You're able to get out of the cell. Yep. But if you walk into this one room, you there uh, uh, like a cutscene happens, and you wake up the guards, and they throw you back in the cell, right? And mm -hmm. there's no other way out. Like I scoured every single cell, every single – like all of the hallways, and I was really frustrated. And I put the game down, I think, for a couple of years. Um and eventually, like, I picked it up because I was like, ah, I own a Wii now. I kind of want to go back and make sure I beat all of my GameCube games before I, you know, go too far, like, get too far away from them. And I put it back in, and I was like, I don't know what to do. So I immediately looked it up, and it wasn't even difficult. You had to sneak around the guards, but sneaking was, like, not a thing in this game. So I didn't know that it was even something I could do. Mm -hmm. um, and so, like, it was frustrating, but it was also like, eh, at least I get to, like, continue to re-experience this game later, um... And, like, getting used to the controls didn't take all that long. But I've totally, like, being frustrated at a game you're not supposed to be frustrated at or stuck at mm -hmm. is, like, one of the most infuriating things in the world. I think that's a failure on the developer's part, honestly, at that point. Because yeah. if, if I, I haven't played this game, but if the sneaking aspect of it was not emphasized or even really used ever again or before, it's like, how would you expect the player to know that that, that is a thing you do? Um, right. There was an example. Crap. Uh, oh, I, the interesting example of this, the opposite direction, is um, back when I was young, uh, in about, I don't know, 2000, 2001, I got Ocarina of Time on the, uh, the N64, and I was, I don't know how much you guys remember Ocarina of Time, but I was Kid Link still, I was trying to get into uh, Java Java's Belly, the big fish oh, yes. dungeon, um, and I could not figure out how to do this. 
Um, I because you have to go into Hyrule Lake and get the bottle, which has the note from Princess Rudo or whatever, and it makes the big fish man move. And I just, I couldn't figure it out. And um, we had internet at the time, and so I asked my parents, can I please go online and look this up? And they told me no. They said, no, you cannot. Um, you you need to figure it out for yourself. The game can be beaten. You can do it. <laughs> and I was like, oh, Good wow. parents. So I, I, I remember I was playing it, and it was bedtime, and I was like, okay, okay, I'll put it down. And I went and laid in my bed, and, um, and I was about to fall asleep, and I go, <gasps> wait a sec. There's a there's a there's a door and there, there's a door in the bottom of the of the of the of the Zoro domain. I can what what's through the door? And I I got up out of my bed and I said, Mom, Dad, please, I think I might know how to get through this part. And it was like I don't know, ten thirty or eleven at night. And they're like, Okay, you have twenty minutes to figure this out. Go for it. <laughs> and I Aww. I got on and I and I got the silver scale from the the thing and I was able to go through the door and I figured out and I found the bottle and I was like, Yeah. And then it was an excruciating day at school until I can come back home the next day oh, yeah, and uh, keep those. on playing. Yep. So that was actually a pretty interesting opposite story, you know, where it's like I didn't look it up and I was like so happy that I figured out. Even yeah. my parents were like, good job, Cameron, you did it. Oh, like, that's fun. I bet they <laughs> could see my, how excited you were. That's why they let me up, honestly, is because I, I got up and I was like, I know the solution. I know. Back when yep. my parents. Was that like when Ocarina games. came out or did you come to it later? No, 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 no. I, I was behind console generations for a while. Yeah. I got the N64 Christmas 2000. And so that was, you know, four years. Oh, yeah, that's really close to when we got it. But and, yeah, I think that's, that is the other interesting question because you're talking about how it's like it's the developer's fault when they don't make things clear. And I think that's the really weird, like, in between video games are place that video games are at where I think a lot of developers and people who are on the design side of games are so afraid of people hitting moments like that, of people mm -hmm. hitting moments where they'll stop playing or blame them for being unclear, mm -hmm. that being hyper clear is now the way of things. Make it that yeah. the entire game is playable from your mini-map or the entire game is playable from on-screen um, things telling you what to do. That's a product of video games going mainstream, I think. Yeah. Because it's like, before, when you had, I don't know, Data Tentacle, you know, the crazy, yeah. or, or um, Leisure Suit Larry, all those adventure games, you know, they were incredibly obtuse. Like, if you didn't, if you didn't click on this one specific thing, the beginning of the game, you just either have to start over or you just never progress, you know? Um, uh -huh. And then when video games became this thing where millions and millions and millions of people played it, it's like most people wouldn't be able to do that. And and you're right. They had to be like, okay, crap. People are, aren't playing, you know, Space Quest 7 because it's way too hard. Okay, we got to add tutorials. And, but the problem is most people did it poorly. And so it's like instead of... In, um, instead of teaching your player how to play the game fluidly, like I would say Mario does really well, um, well, or early Mario, I don't know about new ones so mm -hmm. much, but they would just in introduce these tediously boring tutorials. Um, yeah. At like uh, Assassin's Creed comes to mind, those horrible first missions of Assassin's well, Creed. Well, the, the very first MMOs. thing in most games is look around. Like it's use right. one <laughs> stick to look. <laughs> and they try to they try to like incorporate it into the story. It's like Agent Forty Seven. We need to adjust your visual sensors. Right. Look up to the top. Yep. Now look down. Does this feel right to you? Do you want to invert your looking aspects? Like shut up. Good grief. Um, <laughs> and so I agree that we're we're not we haven't really found. Well, many games haven't found a, a good line between tutorial and handholding, and I don't. I think that's a big issue a lot of games face nowadays. Um, yep. I was just playing a game. It might have been. I had this thought now. For some reason, I can't specifically remember which game it was about, but it might have been Ori. I think hmm. it was Ori. Well, Ori didn't have any tutorials. I mean, it would. It plopped you in the world, 
and it said it kind of in the floaty letters above your head without stopping you it said a's jump and you're like cool yeah. and it's like all right go and you're like whoa which direction do i go and they're like i don't know just go and like, okay <laughs> and then when you added powers it would give you a quick this is the button to press and then that's it it would just have it would give you a stage to slowly learn how the controls work of the new power you got but it never actually specifically was like lol watch this video of how to do the double jump so it, uh-huh. was, really, it was really a nice way of doing it honestly yeah, and and that's... I'm glad you got to play that. I, I've heard nothing but good things about it, and I, you know, at some point in the future, I'd like to play it. But I'm, I'm glad you got to. Yeah, I, I was happy about it. If there's room for games to be a lot more, uh, what would you say, opaque in how they're designed and how things work, because there are so many streamers now that like hmm. one, it can be really fun to watch streamers figure things out, and it's more of a community project. And two, if you're not smart enough or not able to play a game you can always just watch someone else play it now it's, I also, like that's, yeah go ahead ben i also I, I was i was saying that like i remember watching cameron play the witness the first time mm-hmm. um oh, yeah. and i loved i loved being in the stream just like talking with him and trying to figure it out alongside right. of him um i don't know there's definitely I, I think there's some merit to what you're saying brian i don't necessarily think that it's intended in game design i don't think people go into it being like yeah our game's gonna be streamed and people are gonna enjoy it like that but yeah um i definitely think that there is merit to that they might be it's an interesting, it. interesting point actually because I'm just in full of example for life examples today. Um, I I played near Automata, uh, you know, back when it was released because Zach was like, "Play this game or I'll murder you." Um, and then he, I was really because the game touched me so so genuinely. Um, I was like, "Well, what about the original near?" And he goes, "Well, it's a little ganky, a little janky." And um, Genki. yeah, I did. way too much heroes. <laughs> I know, dude. Um, it's a little janky, <laughs> and it's 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 kind of obtuse to get the final ending. Like in Automata, it's not hard, but in in Near, it's like you need to do this specific thing, and if you go too far, you can't get the final ending. So he's like, I wouldn't blame you if you don't play it. So I watched about half of it um, in a let's play. Um, two two really funny guys and guys who actually discuss the game, not just crack jokes the entire time. So it was a really interesting mm-hmm. thing. And then. Last week, I had this horrible demon come up on my shoulder and be like, you should play Nier. And I was like, why would I do that? And he's like, mm-hmm. I don't so know. So Zach came to visit? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but he had a part in it. Um, <laughs> so I ended up picking up Nier and playing it for a while. And I, it was actually nice to go back to that game knowing a lot about the first couple of hours of it. Because it was like, the first couple of hours are just kind of tutorial-y stuff anyways, although they do it pretty well. But it, it didn't frustrate me because I was able to blow through it real quick because i kind of already knew the general gist of everything um so just small little things like this is the faster way to run to the library or here's the Mm -hmm. best power move that you can use at any given time and so it's you run through enemies quicker so that that is is an example of you know i watched this game beforehand and the game didn't have to coddle me um when i first started so that's pretty cool yeah that is really cool. And um, I think it's just, yeah, I, it's just an interesting idea that, um, did you watch the, so I've been going back and watching a bunch of the Noclip documentaries. Oh, yes, um, they're so good. You watch those? Those yeah. are super cool. What um, are they? Okay, so Noclip is basically a company that was started by Danny O'Dwyer. He was a, as you could tell, Irish um, <laughs> writer who worked for GameSpot for a while. And then he got frustrated of making videos and content that is basically like, uh requires advertising and clicks to Corporate. be popular because he's finding more and more of the stuff he had to do had to be a ton of short videos and a bunch of clickbaity headlines and basically stuff to just drive traffic and that right. got him really really frustrated so he started making content through a patreon that his kind of goal with it is to make stuff that is completely 
non-reliant on how many views he gets. Like, it doesn't matter if I get 400 views, if I get 4 million views, I, I'm i still making the same content because my right. revenue generation does not come through how I advertise this. So how he decided to do that was make documentaries about video games. So he's going through and interviewing different companies and, and making really in-depth uh, documentaries and videos with them. And they're all super high quality um, and super fascinating. They're and so the one good. I was going yeah. to talk about cameron was the mystery did you watch the one he did on mystery and game design like was it a specific developer or game he was interviewing jonathan blow the guy who made frog fractions and the guy who made spelunky oh no i haven't seen that one before i've only watched the ones about specific games so far okay yeah I, i'm about halfway through it or maybe almost done with it I, i'd have to check but it's really interesting and it's basically everything we just talked about i encourage everyone to go look that up I'm on gonna, the no clip like, youtube like channel right now. but this podcast yeah. is over. See you later. Yes, it, believe me, it's better than whatever the rest of this podcast is going to be. But it's, yeah, it's 40 minutes of him talking to developers who have done it before and talking about just this idea of secrets in games. And uh, one of the uh, ideas that he was talking about with Jonathan Blow is this idea that capitalism is kind of at odds with the best possible experience because... It's literally just capitalism, Brian. It's literally just... I love that quote. Anyway, it... It, it, similar to what we were talking about with videos and how to make videos for the highest number of people, you tend to dumb it down. Mm -hmm. If you're making game experiences and your goal is to get the highest number of people to play them and to have finished them and to be able to see things, then you're incentivized to continue dumbing it down and dumbing it down. And I think this is across books. It's across movies. It's across everything. We're so... The, the goal is to make things accessible and to make it easy yep. for everyone to get into that it... Most of the media we spend our time on is super surface level, be it superhero movies, you, be it The Hunger we. Games, be it whatever the thing is we're doing. It go from book to movie to even TV shows. They tend to be very surface level because that allows the highest number of people to get into it and thus the highest revenue. There are exceptions to that, of course, but it's a general incentive because your incentive mm -hmm. is not necessarily just the quality of the thing you make. It's how many people can do it. And if people... um if the lowest common denominator gets lower and low enough, then you're just going to keep creating more superficial things and it kind of feeds in on itself. So yeah, that's, that's really insightful. I'm, I'm actually really excited to, to see that. And it's it, to be, to me anyways, <laughs> to me, um, <laughs> to me, that, that started in video games with the Wii, honestly, because before, <laughs> I mean, obviously in the game, no, PS2 and uh, Xbox era, there were games that started to tend towards that as, the PS2 sold 100 million copies or, or 100 million right. consoles or whatever, you know. Um, but with the Wii, all of a sudden, it wasn't, it didn't, it didn't only just sell 100 million consoles. It also sold 100 million consoles to grandmas and mothers and fathers mm -hmm. and children who were under the age of four. And, you know, all of a sudden, oh my gosh, 50 million people who, who bought the Wii are quote unquote casual. I hate the hat, casual and core gamer as um, definition, <laughs> but they were casual gamers. And all of a sudden, developers yeah. are like, crap. If we have any hope of bringing more people into our games, we need to make them easier to use. And that's also mm -hmm. when Nintendo got their sterile look because they appeals to more people. Um, yeah. And I think that kind of drove the downfall of consoles like the Wii U or um, just, I guess, just the Wii U, really. <laughs> um, mm -hmm. So it's, it's really interesting to see how our society pushes media in general um, right. and changes and it like, based, on, based on our society. Nintendo's strategy might have been to you know 
bridge people into other types of experiences because right. i think accessible Didn't experiences work. are super good to get people into a medium mm-hmm. they haven't tried before the hunger games gets young uh or anyone to start reading when they might have not read otherwise um superhero movies might get people back to the cinema Comics. and theater who haven't been around otherwise but i feel where we run into a lot of problems both as people who uh who read or watch media and then people who sell it is making that transition from the fun, but maybe somewhat superficial stuff to the deeper stuff. And I think a lot of people don't take the effort to make that transition, including me for a lot of mediums. It didn't happen with the Wii at all. Like literally developers. Yeah. Aren't able to bridge people. The Wii U is their attempt to bridge and it didn't work. No, it did not. I mean, I actually, you know, and that's in that context, the the marketing they did for the Wii U actually makes more sense now because it was like, we they didn't they announced it poorly to core gamers because it's like everyone just thought it was an attachment to the Wii, but maybe that's what they wanted because like everyone has a Wii, everyone everyone and their dog has a Wii, and so if people mm-hmm. just thought the Wii U was an attachment to the Wii or an extension to the Wii, they would buy it too. But obviously they ha- they hit a bubble with the Wii and it popped with the Wii U and it just didn't continue forward, you know. Yeah, unfortunately a lot of the Wii sales were less about, oh, I like video games now and more about fad. Like this is a super novel thing. Like Pokemon but Go. <laughs> your grandmother isn't interested in playing near Automata because she played Wii tennis. Like, hey, I <laughs> shared I shared Automata's story with my grandmother, funnily enough, and she was very, very fascinated and was like, I okay, didn't your know video games did that. Yeah, no, that's cool actually yeah that was and really maybe fun. maybe that's so maybe we needed a near automata on the wii and we were out in somewhere D- but if only we could make a time machine um but yeah. let us move away from the topic of video games because this is sure. not wasd um, i also made chocolate chip cookies a uh, good good can you can i yep. have one yes i will save them until you're here they'll still be great <laughs> i mean and that's less, them. like f- two weeks maybe it'll be okay okay well when you visit Don't cameron i promise we can make cookies at some point okay that did just do it cookies? better than you did last time <laughs> what does that mean <laughs> remember when we tried to make cookies cameron over christmas they were great and we were trying to like cut shapes in them but we did it at some point in the wrong step in the process and it was not working wait i, I thought those cookies turned out good they did turn out good, but there was some point in the process where we were trying to use cookie cutters on the dough, but it was like before the dough was chilled or something, and things were going terribly I wrong. I don't remember that at all, actually. Yeah. I remember making yeah. it, and we're like, what is cream of tartar, and why do we need it? Um, but <laughs> <laughs> I remember that, too. Um, uh, but anyways, so we, we heard from, uh, I want to go back to uh, traveling. We heard from Ben about his crazy travels. Abigail, you've also been traveling? What's been up with that? Yeah, I've traveled a lot in the last two weeks, actually, and I'm really excited to be home for two weeks, which will be nice. Only um, two weeks? Yep, I'm going to Houston in two weeks. <laughs> oh, right. That's for, yes, gotcha. Wow, you yep. just, you yeah, travel so much. I pretty much don't live in San Antonio anymore, and it's really <laughs> awkward because my job is still here. Mm-hmm. So, gotta figure that one out. Yeah. But, uh, no, actually, this past weekend, I went to New Mexico for the second half of my best friend's wedding. So, in the last second podcast half? we talked about, I was going to the first half. Mm-hmm. and i just got back from the second half which was in new mexico because that's where she lives now and it was basically just the second half of the wedding over again the reception and everything um mm-hmm. i learned at the reception that i was supposed to give my speech again and was not ready for that so i just read it off my phone after panicking mm-hmm. for five minutes like wait me and the you best had to read man, it again i did because it was the reception again so we were supposed to give a toast again and i was like 
you didn't tell me about this. I thought that I was seems- just giving it the first one, and I thought you had a highlights reel from the first one, and that's going to be in it. And so now I'm going to do that, and then people are going to see it, and then half the guests that are here were at the first one, and so I'm very confused. That's kind of weird. Is that normal in a wedding? I mean, it's normal for the maid of honor and the best man to toast the couple. Right, but, and, do, but isn't that isn't the toast at the reception kind of just like a, haha, we're a little drunk, and here's the fun thing to say to people. It can be. I don't think so usually, though. It's usually written out beforehand or planned beforehand. So, like, mine was written out. The best man's was improvised, but he had, like, a list of things he wanted to say. Right, right. Um, So, yeah, but we we learned, uh, like, halfway through dinner, we're just sitting there eating and chatting, and they're like, oh, yeah, get ready to give your toast soon. And we're both like, what? what what <laughs> what <laughs> and so we're sitting there like should we do the same ones as last time or should we like make something up on the spot and i'm like i am not good on the fly i cannot do this and uh so i ended up just reading the same exact one but um i mean did it go the well, good though? thing is yeah it actually went better than the first time because the first time i was so nervous to be up there that i forgot half of it uh-huh. and so this time i'm like so i'm gonna be honest with you guys i've already given this once but i totally messed it up because i was just so you know scared and emotional it was great so i'm gonna read it to you this time and just like read it and it was kind of lame but you, you are know. reading things for a living so you're very practical not a living yet yeah, but well, you're exactly. becoming a professional nice. audiobook reader a professional reader it was nice that I had something to read off of. Like, yeah. speech reading is different than audiobook reading because audiobook reading, you can hold the thing in front of your face while you're reading. Mm-hmm. Speech reading, you're supposed to be looking up at the crowd every once in a while. And also you can teleprompter really quickly. <laughs> but it was nice, though, because as I was reading it, I would realize at certain points when I would start getting self-conscious and be like, am I talking at the right speed? Am I holding mm-hmm. the microphone close enough to my mouth? Like, all those thoughts, they didn't interrupt the flow because there were still words there. And I can read words out loud without comprehending what they say. Uh-huh. Like, it's very possible. <laughs> so I didn't get lost, which was I'm super nice. Well. Yeah. Um, yeah. By so- the way, some keen listeners, some of you, I bet at least one of you has probably noticed at this point that Steven is not here. Um, oh, well, I, we don't have to talk about that traitor, do we? Well, I was just going to say, Abigail, that you may be angry at him. I sense your anger. And while we can have a counseling <laughs> session later about your simmering, simmering anger, um, I do want to let you know that he is... The thing he is doing while not being here is editing your audiobook. So I'm really confused. I'm not angry at Steven. I'm angry at you. Wait, why are you angry at me? Because you were mean to me earlier. Wait, I thought you were angry at him for not being here. No, I was sad. He broke my heart. Oh, well, you're simmering, simmering sadness. <laughs> wow. Sure. Does sadness simmer? I um, mean, I feel like sadness is actually sure. I mean, sadness I will say please. I secretly hoped that he was uh, working on my audiobook. Yeah. But, you know. Um, for anybody who doesn't know, Stephen has paired up with me at least for one audiobook, and we're now working together to produce this one. Cool. Yep. So that's exciting because I realized it was too much work for me to do in a month. And so yeah. I uh, basically bribed Stephen. Didn't really bribe him, actually. I just kind of got down on my knees and just went, please, 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 please help me. So he's <laughs> editing with it guilt. for me. <laughs> yeah. That's kind of what I do. Um, yeah. So no, here's an he interesting... He's really interested in it, and he's enjoying it so far. So I can't believe he has time. He's always super crazy busy. <laughs> that's Dang, true I, I, and now he's super crazy busy with that whenever i ask him for favors he always goes be gone beast you are i am flying well, I mean, too busy cameron i did offer to pay him so oh yeah i never do that so yeah start, exactly. yeah we're splitting the profits of the audiobook it's not a favor it's oh, a business okay. transaction that makes more sense <laughs> um so here's a fun question um and i yeah. think ben you can answer this one definitively because this has happened to you before us three cannot um 
So, and it just, it just, I just thought of this question when Abigail was speaking. Um, what do you guys think about weddings? Um, and what I mean by that is, do you, for Ben, or Ben, of course, this question is a little different, but do you like the idea of a wedding? Do you want Man, a wedding? What kind overrated. of wedding do you want? How much money would you spend on a wedding? You know, what's your general oh, consensus about weddings? He has strong wedding. opinions on weddings. <laughs> But that's a good question. I'll let yeah. Ben go since he's the one who's actually done one. I agree. Um, it was really fun. Uh, a lot of work. I, I think here's the deal. The actual like weddings themselves, the wedding itself went super fast. Like regardless of all the the planning and everything. And even though it was like a, a four hour event, like it flew by. So right. I don't remember a whole lot of it. I know that like we stood in front of people. She looked gorgeous. I kissed her. And then that was kind of it. Um, <laughs> and so here's we my married. question for you, Ben. Did you get drunk at your wedding? I was 19. Oh, darn. Okay, so here's That's my question, Ben. Did you get drunk at your wedding? No. <laughs> <laughs> so, Dan Cameron, you stole my joke, but well done. Um, I mean, I'm host. That's what I do, I, man. You're right. Now you have the hosty, jokey powers. Um, I mean, for me, it's kind of like asking a president, do you enjoy doing photo ops? It's like, it's not about... It, to me, it's primarily not really about the couple being married as much as giving the opportunity for everyone else and to create those right. memories. Right. Yeah. But like my that. question lies within that: is that is that stupid or is that required and nice? I think that I think that the way that uh, weddings were done in the past are actually more useful than the ones that are done now. The ones that are yeah. done now are steeped in um, tradition that doesn't make sense. Um, mm -hmm. Whereas, like the like weddings in a lot, you know, a, a much further ago. Um, like specifically Old Testament, they were seven day celebrations, right? Um, which like that makes a lot more sense because that's like, hey, we're gonna get together, we're going to like unite our families, all that stuff. Like there was a lot more that went into it. Um, and then they turned more into like a business transaction. Then they turned into <laughs> a religious thing, and now it's like this weird like getting the government involved. Yeah, it's like getting the government involved. Let's follow all these other weird traditions that don't make sense, but we're still doing anyway. Like, I don't know. I think that like, the wedding industry is the most bogus thing in the mm -hmm. world to well, me next personally. Next to like funeral homes. It, I would it feels put it like, extremely commercialized. Yeah. Yeah. I would put like, as far as like wastes of money, like wedding, college degree. <laughs> <laughs> um, Abigail, yeah. this is actually, I, I, I would like, like to ask you specifically because, you know, everybody... Yeah. All, all men, most men, go, mm -hmm. oh, I don't want a wedding. I don't want a wedding. Mm -hmm. And I would echo the sentiment. And then, of course, all the women go, your wife will want a beautiful big wedding. So <laughs> shut up. You're going to do what your wife wants to do. So I'm, uh -huh. I'm, I'm actually curious. What do you, when, when you get married, whenever that'll be, would you want a big, huge, fancy wedding? Or is like a courthouse wedding good for you, you know? I would not want a big, huge, fancy wedding. There may have been a time in my life when I wanted that, but there was a time in my life I wanted a lot of things that I <laughs> later realized were really not worth it. Right. And like the idea of a big, huge, fancy wedding, that's fine if someone else is paying for it and if someone <laughs> else is planning it. But I'm not willing to go through all that stress or right. pay all that money for such a small amount of reward. Right. Um, no no I would, reward, really. Yeah. I mean, well, okay. I I enjoy parties. I do. I really enjoy parties. That's a good and I enjoyed, point. I have a different mindset in that sense. Yeah. I enjoyed being at my friend's wedding. I would have not have wanted to plan it. That sounded but, awful. But in addition, um, you also, like, you want to just have a thing where you're able to bring together all the people who love you in order to celebrate alongside exactly. of you, right? Exactly. And yeah. I, have, I have the very fortunate position of not having very many friends. Mm -hmm. So... <laughs> I could actually easily hold a wedding with 50 people and have everybody that I, I love think we counted all the people on either mm -hmm. side. 
yep. and it would be incredibly small. Like it, it would, would be like under 46 50. people. And yeah. so I'm like, this is great. Like I wouldn't exactly want a courthouse wedding. I'd be okay with a courthouse wedding and I'd be mm-hmm. absolutely over the moon and happy about that. But if I could have a wedding, it would still be something of a party. It would just be really small. Right. Yeah. And it would be like in a place that means a lot to me with all the yeah. people that mean a lot to me. And like, I probably would skip a lot of the dumb traditions that I don't care about and just do mm-hmm. the stuff that I like. Right. Yeah. Um, That's, and, I mean, and, for me, so. A lot of weddings at this point feel like there's this laundry list of traditions that for whatever reason we're, we're, we haven't gotten rid of yet, and but we do them in just the cheapest, most check the box off, make sure they're done. Yeah. Way. And it's just like, did you do this thing? Did you do this thing? Did you do this thing? Okay, they were all done. Cool. Done. Wedding. And it's yeah. like, but you're neither being meaningful nor creative at that point. It just yeah. feels like so... if anything, I want to make my own traditions. Like I had I, I, I'm still considering the idea of like somehow singing my vows. That sounds awesome. <laughs> like a broadway style just sing on stage i think that Sounds would be amazing. really cool honestly yeah yeah um but yeah we'll see but like i will sing at my wedding that's a thing like nobody does that but i'm just like i'm just gonna have some point where i get the microphone you should just do a karaoke and then we'll at your just, wedding yeah we're gonna do like this big song thing and i'm gonna pick all the songs that are best and just i just love singing guys I, that's <laughs> awesome well i want to come to that that sounds like fun um oh yeah. you'll be invited don't worry i um i actually would almost agree with that sentiment in general even maybe even more so that i've always thought of weddings as a really stupid charade we put on just kind of for gifts or i mean Mm -hmm. i understand that you want your family nearby but even for Mm -hmm. me it would be like if i ever get married which who knows um i would invite like my close family my really close family like i wouldn't invite my third cousin from my mom's side you know like i don't Mm -hmm. know you go away i don't care um if you want to come, sure, but don't bring a gift, and I'm not giving you a gift bag to pay for whatever. Shut up, go away. Um, so it, I mean, something <laughs> is so what small. The is invitation is going to read just word wedding. for word. I don't know. I just was like, just go away. I don't want. The point is, I don't want them there. Um, like something <laughs> super small, like just a freaking put a podium on a beach. Everyone sits in mm-hmm. the sand. Have a have my friend who's a pastor come and do the ceremony. And everyone goes and eats sushi afterwards. You know, like, oh, who See, cares? That sounds like an amazing wedding. And the best part is, one of my sushi. friends is ordained. So fortunately, oh, right. I was just about to say, fortunately, we, we have a friend. It's the friend that I stay with when I go to San Antonio who has He's been an ordained minister. Well, Zach's, <laughs> Zach's father is a minister as well. So, oh, wow. Yes, that's true. actually funny. My, uh, guys, I will totally get ordained if I can do all the weddings <laughs> that happen for all of you. So, ben, do yeah. not. Ben, it's really easy. Um, I know it's easy. It really it's also is. like fifty dollars. <laughs> yep. No, it's really nice. You can do it for free. Oh wait, really? I thought you had to pay uh-huh. to get it. Maybe no, that's you can a different do it for state. Free. Um, mm-hmm. It depends on who you get ordained with. Zach's mm-hmm. dad did my brother's wedding. Interestingly enough, um, can I be ordained to do my own wedding? Is that a I thing? Don't um, know. I don't think so. That would Dang. be odd. I'm pretty certain that you cannot. I would now pronounce, pronounce me man and wife. wife. Exactly. Like, I may I now kiss the bride. I'm just imagining like having a, a different like suit I can slip into and like costume change and no, run no, back no, and no, forth. Brian, no, 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 Brian, you do two face thing. Half have... a half a half a uh, an outfit on one side, half on the other, and you just flip, <gasps> turn around whenever you're oh, speaking. Really? I was gonna say you have like masks that you hold up on sticks, and then you put like a mustache on one, and then like a hat on the other. I would go to this wedding. This is great sounding. You know, here's what I think you should do: singing. <laughs> what i think you should do brian is have like um up in fr- like have a uh like the front half of a mannequin and have yeah. it dressed up and just stand in front of it to where like your head is popping out for both Ooh, you put a speaker on it. <laughs> or i could do ventriloquism and have like one of those little dummies <laughs> oh, <my God>. <laughs> <laughs> oh 
Oh, that's a great I, idea. As great as all these ideas are, the yeah. one thing that I, the one thing about my wedding where I'm like, I don't want to change too much is like in the actual ceremony and exchanging of vows. I'm like, I still want it to be serious while I like mm-hmm. the rest of it can be whatever. Like, I still like the idea of actually having serious vows because that's the part that I feel like the wedding is for. Right. While all the rest of it's fun, like the vows are what makes it a wedding. You and know, so I'm like, Mm, it still sounds good to like have like be have sincerity at that point even if you bring mm-hmm. in your own personality and then for the rest of it just be like whatever we're married now get over it <laughs> um that's actually <laughs> interesting point says. because my brother i've only been to one wedding and that was i think i think maybe yeah i believe my brother's wedding is the only one i've ever been to and the vows were not taken seriously my they just looked mm-hmm. up vows online and adjusted it to themselves um Mm -hmm. so i actually agree with you but i also like the i kind of like the idea of vows not being written down like you can Mm -hmm. formulate a vow in your mind kind of beforehand but i like them being spontaneous in Mm. a sense where it's like you just you're up there you have kind of a general idea of what you're going to say and then you just say it it feels way more genuine to me that way so definitely you don't like the repeat after me stuff like no we're not inaugurating the president of the united states here we're getting married you know i swallow solemnly swear upon my blah, blah, blah. cameron um, there's always the chance that you get up there and you're at living it and you're like yeah so like the first time i saw you like you were super hot and so now we're then here i think that's so genuine that's <laughs> awesome that's you know you there's problem. two things two things i have to say about that one I think that that idea is still super sincere and still totally taking it seriously. Like, you're not making a joke out of it. Just because mm-hmm. you didn't write it beforehand doesn't make it not sincere. So right. that's great. But the second thing is, I feel like if you're getting married, it's possible that you'd be nervous enough that you wouldn't know what to say at that point. I think that's so super cute. And so I feel cute. like having something written down beforehand would be at least helpful. I Flashcards. love you. <laughs> <laughs> the end. That's actually, that's actually a Kiss. little more like, okay, so for example, I mean, oh my gosh, I'm talking just hypothetical at this point, but it's like, if you're up there and you're super nervous and you just go, I, 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 I love you. I mean, that's, that's so genuine and like, you know, <laughs> I like that. That's a good I, point, actually. I don't know. I don't Cameron, know. if you were, if you were a different type of person, I could just imagine that this whole thing is one ruse so you don't actually have to write a, uh, <laughs> <laughs> wait, if he's a different type of person, no, that perfectly fits. Hey, I'm not going to, no, I'm not no, going to, because actually, I'm never going to get no. married. <laughs> so it doesn't fit my personality. But no, I get that. Yeah, no, that'd be great. Uh, I, I, I kind of agree with you, Cameron. I think that's a fun idea. I think, like you said, formulating in your head the kind of things you want to say is mm-hmm. good. But like Make reading sure you, like, off a piece of paper or, or repeating after someone does is a little stiff. Feels uh, yeah, a little bit, yeah. Danny yeah. and I did not write our own vows. Um, I don't remember if she even asked me. I'm certain she did. She asked me like, hey, mm-hmm. do you want to write our own vows? But I feel like the reason, like, if she asked me, I feel like the reason I said no, because I've actually, I thought, I had thought this for a long time was, man, if I write my own vow, it's going to get shown up so bad by her. And like, <laughs> I, can't, I can't afford to do that. So mm-hmm. <laughs> you can't afford. That's really funny. We're starting this off. You just poorly. make her go yeah. first and your vows are just ditto. And then you're yeah. married. <laughs> ditto. <laughs> Like, the thing is, I'm I'm sitting here and I'm like, because I was thinking about it myself, like, with my best friend getting married, I'm like, what would I do? And I was like, I like the idea of writing my own vows. I've always liked the idea of writing my own vows. But I'm also like, I got extremely stressed out writing a speech for her wedding, like a toast. And so I'm just like, I don't know if I could make it through that and actually say what I wanted to say. That sounds yeah. terrible. Yeah, vow, I think you the, need to vow vow exactly everything you're going to promise to this other person. I know, exactly. Yeah. I'm like, for the rest of vow, your life. It needs to be general enough to make it through the rest of my life, but specific enough to be like yeah. personal, but like, okay, can we just repeat some things? That'd be great. 
<laughs> like it goes yeah, back my, and forth. My concern for my eventual wedding, if I have one, is that like I'm my concern is that it would be super boring because I would go through like, okay, how can I make this actually interesting and personalized? And then I'm like, that would be way too much work for something I don't care <laughs> Just about. Just play Highway to Hell on the loudspeakers while you're while like, you're on the but, aisle. Okay, there you go. so I feel like a half personalized wedding would just feel dumb. Like just take a wedding that has like a little bit, like you said, just play funny music or make video game references or something. It's like, and no, that's all been done and it's all just kind of trite. And so it's like, that's not great. So I can either go all out and make it something that really is legitimately creatively interesting to me, which would take so much work. Or I could just kind of do the bare minimum for the people who are wanting it and make it traditional because those people would probably want it to be traditional so, okay, anyway. No, 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 Brian, no, 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 though, you no, are no, no, no. so, 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 so good at making creative things like that. True. Yeah, and I don't think your wedding is necessarily the time to skimp. I so okay, okay. <laughs> right, so, yes, so, so, it okay, is. okay, okay. Hang on, hang on. <laughs> yes, Abigail, please. One, it probably wouldn't take that much effort to make it personalized to you. And mm. who cares? Because you're a boring person, so it would be easy. Oh my gosh, Cameron! <laughs> See, that's just two, kidding. Two, I'm just kidding, Brian. I feel like the most important thing when it comes to a wedding is just don't care that much. Mm-hmm. Honestly, yeah, just don't like, care okay, if I get married to this person. No, 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 no. Leave here's it or the thing. Take it. Here's the thing: getting married is important. The person that you're marrying is important. Nothing else is really that important about it. Like all the rest, if it all goes wrong, who cares? You're still married. That's I, great. That's the goal. Right. But like all the wedding is, at least as far as I see it, all the wedding is, is like a celebration of your marriage. Um, mm-hmm. And they, we have our own specific American ways to do that. You can do it a different way if you want. You can do it the same right. way if you want. Either way, it doesn't really bear that much weight. And in the end of the day, like a wedding's a wedding. The few weddings that I've been to have all been pretty similar but yeah. it's not necessarily the wedding that made it interesting. It was the people that I talked to, the dancing, the, you know, whatever I did that was entertaining at the time. If you have people there who hate talking to people and hate dancing, then, yeah, it's going to be kind of a downer because they're just going to sit there and not liking anything, but, <laughs> uh, which would probably be my wedding. <laughs> the, but, you know, the problem with um, is that it'll probably be my wedding because most of my friends, you know, just don't like dancing or doing anything fun. So, hey, hey, that was a little <laughs> offensive, actually. I mean, come I just, on. No, hey, um, do you know most of my friends, Cameron? You may not have been included in that. I, yeah, this well, is not, true, well, actually, Cameron. I'm not your friend? Is that what you're saying now? It's even worse. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> no, did um, go dark places. I, I agree with you, Abigail, but the problem is that like, we have a TV show called Bridezilla, right? And oh, it's, such it's a good this, show. It's this... Ben! Ben! <laughs> shut up! Um, it's, it's, in, it's creating this, this, this... The United States, I mean, it's creating this, this culture around bigger better fancier flashier mm-hmm. spend hundreds of thousands of dollars on weddings and i don't know it's just it's kind of sad to see that it's turned into a, a, kind of like a just a routine how big and expensive like, can that's we make exactly this, you know? what, why i want to do it exactly opposite of that right and just right. be like hey my friends and family the things that we like to do let's have a good time to me yeah having friends over and drinking wine is a good time mm-hmm. i would be happy with that i'm yep. totally yeah. happy with that and I no, don't I need think, anything more to have a good I time. I think, yeah, that, that's a really good way to put it. And I think the best best way to put it is like minimalism for me. I mean, that's kind of my style on a lot of things. But I feel like it would apply to a wedding as well, which is minimalism because then th- that would be much easier to personalize the few things that I keep. So basically like throw mm-hmm. out every non-essential tradition because um, why do those? Just get rid of all the ones that are just kind of fluffy and unnecessary keep the ones that are actually meaningful and then personalize the stuff that's left because making some like 
crazy elaborate wedding that's like, oh, but it's about all of my, you know, hobbies and look, it's and Abigail's hobbies. So it's like Harry Potter stuff and all this is like, no, <laughs> that's not interesting to me. And also if the other people are interested in that, it's not interesting for them. And it's just like, that's not great. So I like the idea of minimalism of just keeping the few things that See, matter most a, and making a it about the cosplay wedding. Oh, <laughs> that would be awesome. Yes. <laughs> but no, Pikachu wedding that... incoming. <laughs> That's something that I've, uh, one of my friends here, Melissa, she has already made me a Pinterest board for my someday wedding, and she's been making it for like three years now. Mm -hmm. um, and it's really funny, because she's pinning all these things, she's like, here's like, how exactly I want to do it, Abigail, like this, this, and this, with a little touch of this, and I'm like, you know me so well, this is great. Because um, it's basically like normal stuff, but then just with a little bit of personalization that makes it special to me. No, people, other people might not get it, but hey, I like that. Like, for instance, mm -hmm. if I had a bouquet of flowers, I would want at least in there, a bunch of paper flowers made from books that I love. Oh, because, yeah, sorry. Oh, that's yeah. a really good idea. I think that's yeah. great. And I'm like, nobody else would see that. Nobody else would know that. But that makes it feel special to me. And uh, I'm the bride, so that's all that matters. <laughs> you know, I have to tell you, Danny, Danny did kind of a Pinterest wedding for us. Uh -huh. And the and the this theme was story or like, I don't remember exactly, but it was like, it was books. It was like, it was like your story kind of a thing. Mm -hmm. And she went and bought a bunch of old books like old readers yep. digest books from uh like thrift stores and like that was the centerpieces and like she designed it was all about story and it, it, like sorry i would I, totally do something like that yeah, and it, it's like it's i have it's to show you those decorations that so much. oh yeah for sure um, um, like, anyway, I, I just i wanted to tell you yeah um well that was a, a really good conversation guys um and but i think we're coming close to an hour mark and was there a segment i was yes, thrown into host position okay all right what 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 <laughs> There's because I'm just kind of just thrown into this. Okay, so here I'm gonna post the link and everybody click on it. It's a Google no. Doc. No. Okay. Yay! Do Ooh. not do not click on it and do not. Well, Wait, you can click you on it. Click on what it. you said? Click Sorry, on click it, on but it. don't click, click on, on it. it. Do not click on any of the things in the document. I swear, okay. Cameron. I, no, no, I'm making a clang clang. No one touch the document unless Ben says to. I don't see anything I can click, so it's fine. All right, Brian. Uh, I saw okay. you click on something. I'm not clicking. That was Ben who clicked on something, not that Brian. Was Benjamin Smith. <laughs> I'm just joking, Ben. Please. Continue. All right, so guys, I know this is not necessarily great, great podcasting stuff, but I really, really wanted then to do this. Then why are we doing it? Cameron, just trust me. Please, please don't shoot this down. Please. Okay, no, I'm not shooting anything down. No, I'm just don't shoot it down, I was Cameron. Just I was curious. Cameron, please, please don't be mean to me. Please, Cameron. Guys, wow. I'm joking. You missed right, it. Stop talking in that voice. All right. All right, fine. Guys, well, we're, joke, playing, Abigail. we're playing hangman. I said don't shoot it down. Just hang it. I was going to make that joke. <laughs> Brian, you, you, are are not on you are not doing well today. <laughs> Cameron, Abigail's stealing my jokes. I, Can you Brian, go sit in timeout. Brian, go sit in timeout. You're mean to me. Okay. Everyone shut up. Ben has the floor. Fair All right, enough. guys. Basically, we're gonna play Hangman. Um, I've got I, I made a little thing that I wanted uh, to play Hangman with. Basically, it's really really simple. Wow, hey. you made this in wow. That's okay, so I made this. Um, I guess we're just gonna go. Oh, stop hey. clicking on stuff! I'm oh centering my gosh. it. It's really annoying. No, they're not centered. Like, just leave it. Hey. Okay, All right, so we're gonna go in a in a uh, in a like circle-ish fashion where you guys are gonna guess letters. Hey. Um, the guest letters are at the bottom. Ryan, Ryan is going first, I guess. <laughs> is, is Cameron, is that okay? Um, no, we're gonna go in the I order mean, of the podcast channel. Ben, wait, Ben, you know the word though, don't you? Right. Okay, so yes, so Ryan's I guess first. It starts with Brian. <laughs> I like to buy a vowel. Okay. Uh, F is not in there. All right. Uh, so how do you draw the hangman guy? Oh wow, I got it. you have this, you have it figured out already, don't you? Yep. Um, 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 M. Uh, M. 
Also not on there. Crap. Maybe the go for some vowels. I'd like turn? to buy a vowel. Yes, Abigail, go. E. Uh, okay. You can buy that vowel. Um, uh, he... There we go. Ru... Ru... A. Okay, Brian A. I feel like I feel like we're on um Feel of Fortune right now. Also, this is maybe the worst game to play on a podcast. Okay, let me paint people a word picture real quick. Should we do that or should we not? Should we just tell them nothing? No, listen, listen. I am gonna Ben. You are a wonderful innovator when it comes to this podcast. You have created so Cameron, many amazing I'm gonna stop ideas. you ben, right there no we no, have to I finish this clang clang Guys. clang let me finish <laughs> i have i i i value everything you've done for this podcast 100 because you always have amazing ideas this <laughs> yep you're not quite you're right cameron this part is not great right. we are finishing let's, this though i don't like cameron, cameron, yes, abigail. abigail yes let me paint the podcast listeners, a word picture. I please. actually sort of agree with Brian. No, it's funnier. I, I, yeah, we're not saying anything. <laughs> it's funnier when they anything. don't know anything. Um, <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, Brian right, so guessed the, A. So the the guest letters are F and M. The ones that you've gotten are the couple E's and a couple A's. Right, okay, cool. <laughs> um, uh, I. That's too many uh, vowels. I, that no is I. not in there. Yeah, I didn't think so. There we R. go. Uh... Okay. Jeez, the long guy. <laughs> w. Sorry, hold on. Wait, I'm did trying. You put two? Oh, okay. I didn't mean to put two or. Okay. Bri Brian, what did you say? W. Good guess. Yeah. That's totally uh, on there, for sure. Okay. <laughs> yep. Um. Crap. I don't know it. Uh. T. Uh. T is not in this. I'm terrible. Oh, wait, at this. no, I think it is. Sorry. Never mind. I'm great at this. Yeah, no, it is. Cool. All right. Is who's it my next? turn? Yes, yeah. it is. Is it my turn? C. Uh, C is not on there. <laughs> Brian? Um. Well. <laughs> I can't imagine how boring this is to listen to. I'm sorry, this. guys. <laughs> No, 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 Brian. Guys, we're super close. No, 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 Brian. I know, we are close. I know, I'm thinking. Um, well, think faster. Um, we already guessed I? Okay. Um, no, no, that's no. an L. Wait, wait I, no, that's I guessed I. I. Wait, that's an I, that's an I. That's an I? Can you make it's it lowercase? No. Uh, yes, there are no more vowels, just so you guys know. Oh, wow, that's a good, good hint. Um, D. D is also not on there. Okay. Uh, N. Okay. Uh, N. There you go. Yeah, that's Two what letters I left. I feel like we should be able to get it from here. I, only yeah, like we should get it. I don't Do we know, know what it. it is. Um, it's like, it's like. Sound it out, guys. Sound it out. Well, I'm trying. We uh, uh we are Renant. It, well, it needs a letter before the something R, Brian. Something red, something Nant. Um, we are... Renant. Well, a Ab <laughs> Abigail, Abigail, give a, give a letter. Um, what do we have, two more, two more limbs until he's dead? Uh-huh. 
No, we're going to do facial expressions and stuff. <laughs> oh, <Okay>. wow. <laughs> so we basically can't lose this game. Yeah. Um, well, it was, I don't think that's going to be on there. Um, Should we uh, just go through the alphabet? P. We are pregnant. Right. P. We oh. are pregnant. G. Oh, my God. What? Are you serious? <laughs> Wait, is it serious? Are you serious? Yes. Oh, oh my god, Ben! <laughs> Dude! Wait, are you really? <laughs> For real? Yeah, and Danny's here too. Say hi, Danny. Hi. Oh my god! <laughs> Congratulations! Congratulations, dude! Wow. Dude, you both of you. Oh my gosh. That's awesome guys wow Thanks. <laughs> yeah thank you guys yep, yep. That was... i approve of this segment way more now i was literally about <laughs> to fire you just have to finish guys you just have to finish it's i was about to fire you ben i was literally about to thank you brian <laughs> yeah this was the worst oh segment my gosh. Oh, it's, i agree this is the worst segment but this was the oh best way i could think oh, to do it my in God. a way that would oh. in a way that would like allow you guys to um, you know, have a big reveal. <laughs> oh my god! So what you're actually saying, Ben, is that in eight months you are no longer part of the podcast. <laughs> no, not at all. No, in in seven months. Oh, okay. Oh. Excuse me. <laughs> or six oh and a half, gosh. actually. That's oh, wow, so wow, wow, this is happening fast. <laughs> so, uh, I'm not ready maybe. for this kind of commitment, guys. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, no, we're oh. uh, we're expecting um, January 16th. That's awesome. Oh my god, guys. that's so awesome. Congratulations. Yeah, so, so fun fact, all the traveling that we've been talking about, the whole reason that we were traveling is to go around telling our family and friends. That makes hey, so much sense. That makes yeah. a lot oh of sense, god. yeah. <laughs> That's so, so yeah, this awesome. is this is the this is the we're at the tail end of a round the country trip where we stopped and told <laughs> all of our family members, "Hey, guess what? Wow. This is our, this is our, our virtual Virtual. Yeah, this is yes. a virtual around the country. <laughs> Almost <laughs> made it. Almost made it to Texas. But yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I appreciate. I, I'm a little insulted this. you couldn't drive all the way out to Oregon to, to tell Oregon. me this in person. But you know, I can. I understand, oh, sort of. I'm um, just so saying cool. we had to cancel Texas because you know Abigail was like busy or something. Yep. I, I was so I was so mad that y'all had chosen that weekend because I couldn't be there. <laughs> I was like, but, no. Yeah, that was that was why that was why we were gonna come down. Is to is, oh uh, to god, tell you guys. Oh my god, that would have been oh awesome. Like if you could have come down and I could have been there, but I would have been mad if you came down and i wasn't there so exactly. i'm almost glad it didn't happen so, so we'll, we'll definitely try to find a way but that means that when you guys come in october danny is going to be like freaking super pregnant yeah <laughs> i'm going to yeah. have a planet i will have swallowed a planet <laughs> oh my god that's so exciting yeah that's thank really you abigail it's cool. so cool oh um i don't know why i'm so excited i just i am too that's really wait awesome, I, I remember having a conversation with you uh either last packs or two packs ago ben where you're like you already have all the names picked out for all of your kids do you guys, are you guys in that phase right now of narrowing those names down? I mean, we if we have a boy, we know the name already, and then we are currently debating over the female names. So are kind of boy revealed? name. Are, are we allowed to say the boy name? I, you don't I, have I to. feel so. So here's the thing. Do we have to play Hangman again? <laughs> <laughs> yes. No, I'm kidding. No. Um, so here's the thing: is mm. that I love sharing baby names, especially like ours aren't super like common. The ones that we like. But like, Khaleesi. I feel like if you share them before, are, like, are you scared that one of us is going to take them? No, no, that's not my concern. <laughs> and it's not even with you guys. It's there. There's always this person, and like you can imagine, like let's let's pick the name Samantha because I don't think uh -huh. that's on our list. Like everyone has known a Samantha, 
Sure. And that there's always gonna be that one person you tell. They're gonna be like, "Oh my god, I knew a Samantha. She was the worst." Well, here's the thing. <laughs> yeah, that ruin way. the name for you, um, which true. I don't think would happen with any of our names. But like, I think especially because I'm really sold on. I really like our guy's name, which I don't think anyone would ruin. But our uh-huh. girl's name is like. Can you text it to me privately? Well, what if I yes, tell you that I, I have will. only yeah. met lovely, um, nice people in my entire life? So there's no one. I've never met another person in my entire life. Just just so Brian doesn't know very many people. He may not even know that name. If we had this conversation with Brian, you're school, good. Right? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so, but like, guys, we've definitely done some like funny names because like Danny, Danny really wanted to name one of our first girls Lillian. And mm-hmm. I don't like the name Lillian or oh, Lily, but I said, but she wants to be able to call her, the daughter Lily. And mm-hmm. so I said we could name her Tiger Lily. Um, oh, I knew the worst <laughs> Tiger Lily in school. Oh, I mean, <laughs> that was okay because I'm not advocating for that. So please continue. And then, of course, like we're uh, like, I've been trying to get one of our kids named after one of the X-Men. Um, and Which then one? And Nightcrawler? <laughs> Rogue and Storm. Oh, oh those make more sense than nope. Nightcrawler. Yeah, way more than Nightcrawler. But in addition nope, to that, I hope like, that Danny vetoed those. <laughs> <laughs> um, Abigail's on my side for this. Um, <laughs> Your but, kids will get so much teasing. Yeah, well, in addition, I also wanted to name like all of our kids, like because our last name is Smith, just name them like black, silver, gold, copper. <laughs> oh my God, Ben, you're the worst. <laughs> Thank you. Ooh. Thank you, Abigail. Thank you. So, okay, Danny, you will win this argument, so don't worry about it. Say, come on, being teased about a name is a bad reason not to choose a name until Ben said those, and then I'm like, no. Making a pun with your last name, just don't do that. Yeah. But okay. I don't know, like Storm is kind of a cool name. Like I don't mind. Yeah, I don't mind Storm. We've definitely, we've like definitely got some some fun ones. But when you get to meet them in uh, like whenever they come into the world in January, you'll for sure know. We'll okay. probably announce. <laughs> We'll probably have decided at this rate by the time we find out the gender, which is in another nine, ten weeks or something like that. So by the mm-hmm. time we have that, within a couple weeks after we announce that, we'll probably mm-hmm. have a name and nice. all of that. So you'll probably know Sweet. sooner than January. Yeah. Congratulations. So, That's super so, cool. So I'm going to guess this means you're not making it to MAGFest this year. So that's it that's depends. it fully depends. <laughs> Danny is more than happy to go, you know, nine At nine, nine months, months pregnant. pregnant. Yes. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah. What? I have to have a good cosplay. It's fine. <laughs> you know that it's if we do you that, end up you're gonna your, have like, a child cosplay stitches. The, uh, okay, guys, how cool would it be? How cool Abigail, would it be? Abigail, you came just interrupted Brian completely. I that don't care. True. I you're so really excited. How it's okay. Go ahead. If y'all came to Magfest. And then Danny went into labor, and we all got to be there. That's literally what I said that you interrupted like me to say. Yeah, that's what Brian is saying. Okay, guys, guys, guys. On this, on this wonderful, <laughs> wonderful note, we are going to end this podcast. I don't think we've ever had a more happy, positive ending to a podcast ever. That's true. Ben and Danny, thank you very much for being here and hey, Danny thanks. for being surprised here and revealing this to us. I was almost going to fire you, Ben, for this so horrible close. segment, <laughs> so and then it turned into the best thing ever. So thank you guys for, for being here. Okay, and, and really quick, I want to just mention, um, just so you guys are aware, this we have not made the official announcement on the internet yet. So Don't worry. anyone who listens to this podcast, you're gonna you're, you first. know before 
basically basically as soon as our families know now you guys know and we are going to do an official announcement over july 4th so Ooh. anyone who Whoa. listens to the podcast you this is not technically privileged information because Meek it's feet. definitely out there but it's not like it's not been made public so like stay away from facebook special. and twitter and that type of stuff and absolutely <laughs> feel special yeah I do. I feel very special. Um, so That's thank you cool. guys for sharing this with us. That was so wonderful. Um, yeah. You know, you're um, so welcome. I know our ples- our presence just blesses people. So <laughs> in this particular welcome. day, yes, it actually really does. You're not being sarcastic. Um, <laughs> thank you to the two lesser members who are here today, Brian and Abigail, whatever. Whoop, whoop. The, the biggest important was Danny and Ben. Thank you all for listening to this episode of the podcast. Thank you, Brian, for letting me become host today. Um, you did will... a wonderful job, Cameron. Anytime Thanks. you want to be host, just let me know. I just basically, whenever you don't want to be host, I'll be host. All right. <laughs> cool. Thank you all for so listening very much. Have a, have a, have a, have a week, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>